Hi there. This is the third episode of the MAPS Method podcast, where we're describing the various aspects of the MAPS Method. In the previous episode, we discussed big-picture drivers of your motivation. In this episode, we will turn our attention to more targeted aspects of motivation. Specifically, let's look at your motivation to take action to improve your cognitive wellness. Since you're listening to this podcast, we are confident that you are motivated to improve your brain health and sharpen the capabilities of your mind. Of course, we know that there is a huge gap between good intentions and successful action. We all make well-intended New Year's resolutions that last for a couple of weeks and then are abandoned. Well, targeted motivation is designed to bridge that gap. Nobody can protect and strengthen their brain if they fail to take action and stick with their action plan for as long as it's needed. And often your actions will be lifetime commitments. You can't eat well for one week and then spend the rest of your life poisoning your body with sugars and carbohydrates and expect to have a high-functioning brain. So let's dissect your motivation to protect your brain and enhance your ability to use your mind to create positive, life-affirming behaviors. We'll start by taking a look at how motivation works. What we call motivation is a complex set of feelings and behaviors. Motivation is a way of using your mind to engage positive and energizing emotions. It also involves finding the mental discipline to set goals, develop plans, take action, make revisions, and stick with your plan. One way to begin to dissect this complex set of behaviors called motivation is to consider the source. Where is the motivation coming from? And here's where we get into the distinction between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Motivation is frequently characterized as deriving from either extrinsic or intrinsic sources. With extrinsic motivation, the initial impulse comes from someone other than yourself, from an outside source. This could be a job assignment from your supervisor, a suggestion, or even a demand from your spouse, or a request from a friend. Intrinsic motivation comes from you. You provide the initial impulse and the inner drive to take action. In general, it's better to be intrinsically motivated, especially if you reach a point where you're taking the action or doing the activity because it's fun and satisfying. In the skills section of the playbook, we revisit the topic of motivation and describe a motivation continuum that moves from various stages of extrinsic motivation towards increased intrinsic motivation. Carrot or stick. Whether your motivation is extrinsic or intrinsic, it tends to be a response to the promise of either reward or punishment. The classic carrot and stick metaphor describes these two extremes. How do you get a stubborn mule to move? Do you offer it the reward of a carrot? Or do you threaten the mule with punishment, hitting it with a stick if it fails to move? Standard wisdom is that people, and possibly mules, are motivated more effectively by reward, by the carrot, than they are by the stick, the punishment. 
What's been your experience? Think of a time in your life when you were motivated by the promise of a reward. Then think of a time when you did something to avoid a punishment. Which felt better to you? Even intrinsic motivation can use the carrot or stick approach. How often have you tried to motivate yourself by threatening to impose some kind of suffering or deprivation on yourself? How does that work for you? Do you, conversely, motivate yourself by rewarding yourself for good behavior? How does that work for you? The Conditions of Motivation What kind of conditions are required to drive sustainable motivation? Here are some thoughts. Goals. It's hard to be motivated about anything unless you have goals. Motivation is defined as the general desire or willingness to do something. Well, why do something unless you have goals? Motivation can also be defined as the reason you have for acting or behaving in a particular way, as in, what motivated you to order that fish rather than meat? Or what motivated you to take that job? You're motivated to take one option over another because that choice, presumably, does a better job of realizing your goals. The stronger and clearer your goals, the stronger your motivation. A second condition is caring. It's hard to be motivated if you don't care about whatever it is you're trying to achieve. You need to care about the outcome and how it will affect you and other people. You need to care about whether the proposed activity honors your values and reflects your life purpose. Do you care whether the activity is fulfilling for you? You should, because the more you care about the proposed activity and its outcomes, the stronger and more lasting your motivation will be. Trust. Trust is a third condition. Do you trust that the proposed activity will actually lead to positive results? Do you, for example, trust the science that regular exercise will protect you against dementia? If you don't trust the science, it will be hard to get yourself motivated to exercise and get out there and actually move around. Confidence. Motivation is also modulated by the amount of confidence you have in your ability to do the proposed action and stick with it. If you set a goal that you know in your heart you won't honor, your motivation to do the activity will be pretty low. Life coaches warn about the problem of OOPS, O-O-P-S, or Overly Optimistic Planning Syndrome. Keep your goals realistic. Set goals that you are confident that you can reach. As you develop specific action plans to improve your cognitive wellness, you will want to check your level of motivation before getting started. Are you excited about the challenge, or do you feel a certain hesitancy? Check each of the conditions of motivation. If you're lacking confidence in any one of the four conditions, your motivation will be weakened. You might, for example, feel good about the first three conditions, but lack confidence in your ability to do what needs to be done. Having that feeling before you begin is actually very good news. You have identified an obstacle. Now you know what needs to be done to enhance your motivation. Use your creative thinking abilities to analyze the challenge and come up with a new approach that you are confident you can achieve.
We hope that our description of the MAPS method and the science that backs it up will give you the confidence that it is possible to actively protect and strengthen your brain. And hopefully you will become increasingly confident in your ability to use the MAPS method to design, implement, and sustain effective action plans. Remember the importance of brain plasticity and the role it plays in our approach. The Cognitive Wellness Playbook and the MAPS method are guided by what we have dubbed the positive plasticity premise. The MindRamp positive plasticity premise states that cognitive wellness is achieved when negative plastic changes in your brain are balanced with or outweighed by positive plastic changes. Cognitive wellness is achieved when forces that cause damage and dysfunction are aggressively counteracted by forces of repair, resilience, growth, and development. You can actively promote positive plastic changes, that is repair, resilience, growth, development, and so on, by making intelligent choices about what you experience, feel, think, and do. The MAPS method encourages you to be mindful about the choices you make. You can intentionally create positive plastic change at each step of the experiential chain. In other words, you can choose what you experience, how you respond emotionally, how you behave, and how you think about all of these factors that influence the health of your brain and the vitality of your mind.